Every story needs a hero, and every story needs a villain. It has been a while, and I apologize to anybody that has been supporting this show. This is now episode number 37. It more than likely will be the last episode of the year. It took a while to get the next episode out. I moved and had to get everything set up, and a lot of it was attempting to find the inspiration for the next topic, which is, I always have a list of topics, but I like to go off of which one feels right at that time. After we did the interview with Kane from the Amenta, I knew I wanted to go back to hitting on some topics, dealing with uh, psychology, shadow work, things of that nature, before we got another guest on. And here we are. Welcome to winter. Not officially. Uh, it starts on the 21st of December, but pretty much around Halloween, it starts setting in pretty thick. Uh, fall in Seattle and winter basically kind of merge around Halloween. It never really snows here more than a few days. It's basically Gotham City from here. It's basically Gotham City from about that point all the way to March. Admittedly, though, I love cold weather. I love rainy weather. I can wear as much black as I want to wear, and I never overheat. Hoodies all day long, beanies, toques, anything basically long pea coats, heavy black clothing to feel very comfortable in. I sleep great, uh, sometimes a little bit too much. I love the sound of rain, especially when falling asleep at night. I like warm drinks. I drink a lot of coffee this time of year. It feels like the weather equivalent of metal to me, if that makes sense. With it, though, it triggers my depression pretty hard. Now, I'm already afflicted with what they call mild depression or dysthymia, which is basically a longer-lasting, stewing, mild depression I'm currently about two to three weeks into an episode, which I can't shake. But as much as I adore winter and fall, seasonal depression always comes with it, always happens around this time of year. Right now, it's kicking my ass pretty hard. Something you might not know about seasonal depression. It can happen in the summertime, too. I also deal with that in the summertime. So think of in terms like this. Too much sunlight actually turns off melatonin production, which drives your sleep-wake cycle. Now, in the winter, it stays dark a ton, which lack of sunlight, lack of vitamin D, can definitely affect your dopamine levels and everything like that, which makes you want to you know, sleep a ton. In the summertime, uh, longer daylight hours basically fucks with your sleep factory. In the summertime... The heat, humidity, it can elevate those levels of anger and anxiety in some people if you suffer from seasonal depression. I know from my own experiences, summer is my least favorite time of the year. There's positives, of course. Longer hiking hours because there's more sunlight. 
warm sun feels great. Excruciatingly hot, muggy weather does not, but warm sun does. Generally, most people are in better moods during the summertime as well. But in heat, you can only strip down to some few clothes in public, where in winter, you get to dictate your layers. If it's cold, you just put another shirt on, you put a hat on until you're feeling warm. Summertime, you can walk around an apartment naked and still be just uncomfortably sweaty. I dislike overheating immensely. It makes me aggravated, frustrated. I can't sit still. I can't focus. I can't get work done. And it triggers anxiety attacks in me, basically. So with various seasonal issues and my own uh, depression symptoms and episodes, I have been living with the roller coaster of this for years. So sad, as it's called, or seasonal depression, it affects women more often than men. But men generally are reported to have harsher symptoms. Now, it's linked to a biochemical imbalance in your brain due to less sunlight and shorter days, as I expressed. And the symptoms are all that of standard depression, sadness, general depression, loss of interest, end up craving carbs a whole lot more than normal. You'll want to sleep a lot more than normal. You have feelings of worthlessness, problems focusing or making rational decisions, and unfortunately, for some, suicidal thoughts. What I'm getting at, first and foremost, if you're someone who preaches to check on your friends, this is the time of year to do it. Especially those you know who already suffer from depression year-round, this is a time of year that those people will suffer in silence a lot more than you think. Because if there is a time of year, our shadows end up rearing their ugly heads. It's going to be during the marketing machine of Christmas time. Ads bombard people already that are questioning their self-worth on buying and spending and having to get gifts and spreading themselves very thin. Those who don't have much family or many friends are overrun with commercialism about being with the ones you love. And even as a non-religious, non-Christmas guy, I still manage to get sucked into it a little bit when my depression is at its peak. Dysfunctions and insecurities can overwhelm anybody trying their best to deal with all of it. And the door swings both ways. People who do celebrate can be overwhelmed by just trying to do a million things, a million tasks, planning family gatherings, trying to uh, make sure that they are getting everybody into one place, making sure that they're having Christmas dinner cooked on time, making sure they're pleasing everybody. It can happen for both types, people that feel very alone. It can happen for both types, people that feel alone and isolated, and then people that are trying to be everything to everybody. So we get that seasonal depression can be similar to the standard depression. So if you are a victim of it, this time of year, you have to try a few different things to try to deal with it. For me, one thing I really have to focus on is my level of awareness and honesty about how I'm feeling from moment to moment and day to day and the why of it. I'll give you an example. This time of year, everybody 
is really busy and it triggers my left out shadow. This stems from rejection for not being cool enough as a kid when I was a teenager and the grunge explosion hit. We were all in garage bands, 15 years old and all jamming out. And the people, the, the kids that I was friends with when we were jamming out in garages, they decided they wanted to play more Nirvana stuff. I was more into metal. I wasn't cool enough. So they quote unquote kicked me out of the band. Sounds funny as an adult now, of course, but that stuff affects children that affects teenagers and they carry that stuff with them and they don't really understand what it does to them throughout life. And I've carried that with me forever. I always feel like uh, as an adult, I'm yearning to be a part of something, yearning to be in a community, yearning to work with others to accomplish something really cool. And me even knowing this is huge. Doing the work to understand this part of myself is huge. That took a shit ton of honesty and awareness to figure out why this time of year is so rough on me. And that is a result of my shadow work among several other fears I have or uh, worries I have that I'm still working on, like dying alone in a hospital. That's, that's one. I'll get to that in a future episode. How do I combat all this? Well, seasonal depression, how I combat all of it is, is a lot of the same things I do to try to combat my normal depression. I have to remind myself that I have plenty of connections in my life at this time, whether very deep or some superficial, which I try to keep those to a bare minimum, but having associates and people that you do chat with here and there on occasion can be helpful just to have somebody to talk to. Even if it's not about anything deep, it's good to communicate. That I choose to reject traditions. I understand that isolation and being a little bit lonely this time of year is a result of that. And I accept that. That I shouldn't accept that this is the only time of year to see what family I do have. Me and my mother are very good about visiting throughout the year. We don't really look at the holidays as most people do. We've had years where we've just done our own thing and we haven't had big family gatherings and we're okay with that. I also understand that family I do have goes beyond blood. I do have very close people in my life that I love and adore. I'm very thankful for. So I look at those and I use this time of year to try to create and figure out my next moves and my next goals and the things I want to accomplish to be aware of it and what, this all brings up is extremely important. Write down my feelings, maybe those triggers of this happened. Now I'm feeling like this. What caused it? To be honest about where it's coming from and why, and to embrace it and tilt my head a little bit so I can see how I can maybe use it as a positive. As hard as that can be, people with depression out there know this. They can try, try, try. It's not always easy. You won't always succeed in the way that I'm talking about. I know you talk about it and it sounds easier said than done. Trust me, I failed many times trying to tilt my head and look at my depression and see if I can get a positive out of it. So it doesn't work with everything, but I know I have to do the work regardless. And navigating depression is tricky. You can feed that beast and make it worse. This time of year, so much stuff can come up. 
especially if you're dealing with all the symptoms and feeling overwhelmed. But start with writing the shit down and looking at it with those honest cataracts. I've had to face that this is a part of me every year. I have to cope, deal with it, but I also get the whole year to try to work on ways to improve how I deal with it to lessen the impact. And in turn, it gives me more ways to do my shadow work to brace for that impact when the episode strikes. And I know that light therapy, vitamin D, working out, tanning beds, those are all nice little ways to have a few moments to breathe and feel like things will be okay for the short term. I'm always going to preach on this little podcast that if you're way down in a depression hole, get counseling, see a therapist, uh, don't try to solve your problems via shit on YouTube. It's good to listen to this stuff because then you don't feel so alone, but realistically you got to do the work with a therapist and counselor. If it's really deep rooted, always I'm learning that for people like me who choose not to drink or do drugs to cope, constructing systems and identifying triggers and building better habits of coping are very key for me. I mean, this is really the second episode where I've talked uh, to open ears about my depression. I think we should normalize talking about depression. Uh, so many of us are afflicted with it and we need... And we need all the support in the world. And most of the time, we will never ask for it. So I wanted to kind of keep this episode short. To all my afflicted friends and folks out there, any of the faithful 14 are afflicted with depression, let your best people in your world know how you're doing. If they're really your best people, you won't be a burden to them, no matter what your brain tells you. Ask them, can we talk? I need a minute. Even if you think nobody cares, somebody does. I go through it too. Depression hits. Nobody cares about my problems. Nobody cares about my problems. You tell yourself that over and over again. This time of year when it's dark and gray and stormy out and these things can escalate and feel like a bear, this is the time where connection can help. Even when you think that Nobody gives a shit about you. And if you have people who are all talk when it comes to being a support system, but they're never there for you when you need to talk, get rid of them. Get new people. Find people that are dealing with the same things you are. Lean on them a little bit. And the people listening that don't suffer from depression, your friends are out there that are, be there for them as well. We're all in this together this time of year. It's crazy for so many people on so many different levels. Seasonal depression, though, it is a monster for many. So be there for each other because, after all, isn't that what the holiday spirit really is about? I'll end this quick podcast with two things. A, if you're suffering from depression and you feel stuck in a hole and there's no way out, and you don't know who to call, 1-800-273-8255. Call that. Write it on a post-note and put it on your fridge. And second, as I end this podcast, we are now on YouTube. So if you're listening on YouTube, please hit subscribe. I thank you for checking out the show, which we just started the YouTube channel. It's a new thing, but we're trying to get the 
word out there as much as possible. And if you're waiting for the old episodes to be uploaded, I'm working on it. Give me a bit. And finally, if I'm broadcasting to anybody within the fetish industrial goth king community, February 10th in Seattle, we're doing a club night. I'll give you more details about that soon, but save that date because we'd love to see it at the Lo-Fi Performance Gallery. I know I'm advertising a bunch now on this show. Eventually I'll have commercials, I'm sure. But for now, I want to wish you all a great holiday season, whether you celebrate or not, or a winter solstice, or happy Krampus. Whatever you do this time of year, I hope you're safe and I hope you know how worthy you are. More episodes soon. Hero and the Villain, thanks for making 2021 a good year for this first year of this show. We'll have a new episode right after the new year. 